Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Happy Hour Talks. I'm Raina. I'm China. I'm Drury. And I'm Ruth. And today we have a very special guest with us, Naomi from Looks by Naomi. And we're so excited to talk to you today and just learn more about your background. Um, so one of the first questions we can start off with is um, we know that you're a licensed cosmetologist. So could you just like explain that journey and how you decided to take the um, beauty as your career path and just like what inspired you to do that? Okay. Um, so I actually, growing up, I had a really bad skin disease. Um, it was eczema, but the type that I had was called atopic dermatitis and it actually affected my face. Um, and definitely during that time, I struggled a lot with like confidence and things like that. And as I grew up, um, maybe around like middle school, I started like using foundations and things like that. Cause my mom, she always loved like beauty and she would have things laying around. So I would start to put it on like that, um, but I realized my skin was getting very irritated. It actually made everything worse. So I did a lot of research um, and trial and error, figuring out what products are non-comedogenic and dermatologically tested, which basically means it wouldn't irritate my skin and it's safe to use. So I did a lot of trial and error. And during that process, I actually kind of fell in love with makeup itself. Um, not just the beauty aspect, but also the ingredients and how it's made. Um, so my skin actually cleared up after a while and I ended up not needing makeup, but I found myself still wanting to play around. So from that, I branched off into um, eyeshadows and things like that. And I just started to play more and more with makeup and I just fell in love with it. Um, and then whilst um, I was doing that, I actually, um, had friends and things like that asked me if I could do their makeup. So I started doing that. And I actually just love the way it made people feel. And I, obviously I love the way it made me feel. So I just wanted to be able to provide that in a more professional way. Um, and just also learn about more career opportunities that the whole beauty industry has to offer um, so that I can serve in this way. Um, so I actually did go to cosmetology school and I got my license so that I could basically start my own practice or like become an entrepreneur because I would like to reach women everywhere, not just in one certain area. So that gives me the flexibility to do that. Well, that's extremely cool. Um, I know I suffer with eczema, so I might be hitting you up for more of those <laughs> for people that do have it. Um, but your work is amazing. And that's definitely why we wanted to reach out to you and just talk to you today. Um, but it was Thank cool you. your background because I had never heard that story before. Yeah, it's kind of lengthy. That's why I don't really say it unless anybody asks. But yeah. <laughs> aside from that though, I've just always loved beauty. Like before like it came into like the idea of covering up my skin condition, I would always like play with Barbies and hair and makeup. I was always like that girly girl. So I guess it just grew. <laughs> Would you recommend cosmetology school to anyone pursuing the beauty industry? It depends. I would say it depends on where you want to go. Um, it's kind of like, if you think about it, it's kind of like a multifunctional degree. So if you go to cosmetology school, you can be an esthetician. Um, you could be a hairstylist. You could be a makeup artist. You could be a male tech. You could be a lash tech. You could do anything, you know, and there's so many um branches of the beauty industry that you can go down. You could be an educator. Um, you could be a travel stylist. You could be a salon owner. 
So there's definitely so many um, avenues. So I definitely recommend it to someone if they're just like, I don't know what I want to do yet, but I do know I want to be in the beauty industry. I definitely recommend going to school so you can at least get your feet wet and um, be able to see all the opportunities that are available because I actually fell in love with a couple of different things while I was in cosmetology school when I didn't even have that in mind, you know, going in. So I would say, yeah, like definitely recommend it. I was just curious, you say that you started wearing your mom's makeup. Did she ever wear like uh, Avon makeup or Mary Kay or any of that? No, she actually didn't. Um, she would just buy like little drugstore makeups or like her friends would get her makeup and things like that. She would just buy random stuff, honestly. <laughs> but I actually used to sell Mary Kay. Um, and I feel like that's another way where I was able to do what I love and also to learn more about what I fell in love with in general is just like skincare. So um, so what is your favorite like makeup look that you've done so far? Um, are you talking about like a specific makeup look or like maybe a yeah, like, specific type guess, of maybe a specific type? Because I know some girls are like, I love the glitter looks or like the natural looks or things like that. Okay. So I'll give you two answers for that one. Um, I really enjoy anything that's artsy or avant-garde or kind of challenges me. Like maybe I'm doing a look with feathers or recently I actually did body painting, you know, so just different things like that. Um, so anything creative outside of the box, I love doing that. Um, but then also I would just say like, I love like a bronzy glow or like a soft natural look, like soft glam. Okay, so just going back to like the looks and Shuri brought it up, um, your work has been published before. Um, so how was that process like working with photographers and just like models and things like that? Was it fun? Is it kind of nerve wracking or does it just like allow you to fully be like in your element since you're getting to do it on a bigger scale instead of like a one on one client application? Um, I would say it's definitely really fun because um, you get to see other people in their element and how seriously they take their craft. Um, and it's awesome just to see everything come together, like a whole bunch of different skills. Sometimes um, it's hard to match your team's aesthetic with your own. So usually when I get hired on, I kind of have to adapt is the biggest word um, to what the project is. Um, but within that, a lot of people, like everyone who's usually let me do my work has given me the freedom to do the look that I'm saying, okay, I'll do this. So they, I usually um, am provided inspo but then from that, you know, I will still report back and be like, hey, do you like this look? Like, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. You know, and they're just like, do your thing. I don't care. You know, but it's fun. It's fun. Going along with some of your works you've completed, are you a traveling makeup artist or will you be willing to travel later on in the future? I would say yes, I am a travel makeup artist. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you have a current like favorite makeup trend? Um, a favorite makeup trend, I would definitely say, I would say blush. It sounds so simple, but just the application has changed so, um, so much throughout the years. Um, so I like that the blush is now coming more onto the cheeks and making them more rosy. Like it's more apparent that the person is wearing blush than before but it definitely makes the face look more soft, more childlike, and I love that. You like like cream blushes? You got one you can recommend us? 
Um, I, I actually don't have a cream blush, <laughs> but I love to use um, blush palettes just because I work with a range of different skin tones. Um, and I would recommend the Morphe blush palette. I think it's like a blush and contour palette, but it has a lot of good options in it. It's pretty warm. And then you have some pink tones in there as well. So I'm going to give you a scenario. So let's say you're like, you have five minutes to get ready. What products are you going to use or pull out of your makeup bag quickly to leave the house? Okay. Um, definitely foundation. Uh, <laughs> so foundation. I love a lip gloss. Like I don't need a lipstick. I don't need a lip liner. I'll just do a gloss. So foundation, lip gloss, brows for sure. And I'll just say, it was, was that three? Yeah. Um, lashes, lashes. Um, and then I'll say, I'll say like a, let's do a blush, a blush. Yeah, so foundation, lashes, blush, lip gloss, and I forgot the last one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I would definitely say foundation, blush, lashes, lip gloss. Your brows. Did I name a fifth one ever? Brows. Brows. <laughs> it's like something that I can just easily forget. But yeah, brows for sure. Do you typically have the same makeup routine for daytime as night or do you switch it up? And if you do, how do you do that? Okay, so I would say yes and no to that question um, because it depends on what night look I'm going for. If I am going for a dramatic night look that's gonna have colored shadow or pigments like glitter or anything like that, I definitely would do my eyes first. Um, but as for a daytime look um, with a more softer eye, maybe in some neutral shadows and maybe like two colors of shadows, I would just do my whole face and then do the shadow last. Do you ever feel like because you're working with makeup so much that there are days where you're like, I don't even want to put it on myself? Like, does it ever suck the fun out of it like as just a hobby for you because it is your career or... Um, yeah, does it ever get like boring? I would say no, because where I'm working with other people, you never know what you're gonna get. Like you really never know. Um, and because my services or appointments aren't limited to one specific type of event, um, I'm just thrown everywhere. You know, I'm always asking them like, what do you want? Like, how do you want it? So it's, it's really experimental. There's a lot of customization. So I don't get bored with it. As far as myself though, I don't wear makeup as much as I used to just because now, you know, with COVID and things, I'm wearing a mask a lot of the time and because I want to be focused on, you know, my client, not so much on myself. So um, I definitely have stopped wearing makeup as much and because I've done my face for a long time. So it's fun just to work on someone else, you know. And then going off of that, because you do like take so many like different clients, like graduations. And I think you might've said you've done brides in the past. I could be making that up, but I think you, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there like a type of client that you haven't had yet that you're hoping to have like soon? Um, actually, no, <laughs> there's, not, there's really not. I guess like, um, 
maybe more creative looks, but yeah. Going a little bit into the business aspect, how do you market your services? Do you use social media nowadays or do you use word by mouth recommendations? How are you getting your name out there? So a lot of my clients come through word of mouth. Um, a lot of the ones that are coming from out of state are actually social media. Um, so I do use hashtags a lot. I do do my location tag on my content, um, but I also to do my business cards and things like that. Wow, let me look at some um, I'll, I'll go next. What are your thoughts on, I guess, like PR boxes and like black creators getting them? Do you feel like we get them enough? Um, can you elaborate on that question? Sure. Um, I feel like sometimes I see like small content creators, if they're black, they feel like it takes a lot for them to get on PR list and the like. So what do you think about that? Um, I'm actually not familiar um, with influencers. I don't really pay a lot of attention to that just because I feel like it's so far away from what I'm trying to do. Um, probably more so when I'm into my brand, I'll pay more attention to it, but it's just really not something that I um, am that aware of, I would say. So let's talk about that. Your overall brand, is it being a makeup artist for like locals or out of state people, what is your overall goal for your outreach for your business? Um, so my overall goal or my outreach, I just wanna be able to provide makeup for anyone who would like the service. So if they book me, I'm doing your makeup. It doesn't really matter where they're coming from. That's just, that's just the bottom line. <laughs> So going off of that, because you are so willing to work with just like everyone and open to widening your clientele, um, there's like a lot of discourse about just like people who do different services online, um, whether it be like a hairstylist, a nail tech, or a makeup artist. And when it comes mm -hmm. to like appointment etiquette, and I work with you, so I know that like you're super chill, easy to work with, straightforward, very professional. But when it comes to like some of your colleagues in the beauty industry, how do you feel when like you hear clients talk about how they had all these strict rules and like you can't be seven minutes late or like I'm completely never working with you again. <laughs> How do you feel about appointment etiquette? And like, if you were to give advice to one of your, I guess, colleagues in the beauty industry who is having that type of like mentality about working with clients, like what would you tell them about, I guess, I don't even know, just like retention of clients so that they don't, even though like having rules, but not making people uncomfortable when you're presenting those rules. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Um, I really think, you know, it's, it's like a relationship. Um, and because it is a service-based business, you have to really emphasize the fact that it is a service. You are serving people at the end of the day, you know, so you kind of want to stay in that mentality of the customer is always right, but where you are your own business owner, you need to make sure that you are being respected, you know, as far as your time, you know, and things like that. So it is important to make a policy, you know, and make the client aware of that. Um, and also to, to enforce it, but there is a way to do things politely and a way things to do things, you know, not polite. 
So I would definitely say um, as far as client retention, a lot of makeup artists, especially in bigger cities, they could be really great artists, but a lot of their attitudes and things like that can be trashed. Um, and I, me personally, I don't think the work compensates for how you treat people. I think that it is a mutual respect type of thing, regardless of what you're providing for them or not. So. And I think that speaks volumes that you have that mindset. Cause like I said, I, I even know people who have worked with you before and just like, like you said, the work doesn't always speak for how you treat people. So I'm glad that you have that mindset. <laughs> Do you have any stories of doing someone's makeup and you notice like they're not really feeling it? Oh crap, what do I do next? Or has it been smooth throughout your entire journey? I would actually say, I would say no to that question just because I do a thorough consultation. So I try to make sure I already know what they want. You know, there's not really any surprises or me going in just freestyling. You know, even if they want me to freestyle, I try to still be like, you know, do you like lashes? Do you not like lashes? Do you want colors? Do you not, you know, I try to make it as customized as possible, you know, and if I am hesitant about something because not everybody, you know, wants um, liner, not everybody wants lashes, not everybody wants blush. I go ahead and I ask those questions while I'm doing it or before so that those things are taken care of, you know, but also when I'm finished with my appointments, I ask them, I say, you are not going to hurt my feelings. If there's something you want me to add, take away, brush off, you know, add on, let me know, you know, here's the mirror. And that's just how I go about it. So I would say no. I really appreciate that because sometimes I get scared to like vocalize my opinions, but having exactly. Yeah. Thank you, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and I really like that you do give the mirror out after because I've went places. I've never really got my makeup professionally done, but like when I get my hair done, like people are just like, okay, here's the price. Like you owe me and like, here's the door. And I don't see what my hair looks like until I get home. Oh, wow. So I like really do appreciate that. You're just like, okay, look at yourself. Tell me if you like it or not, because I've definitely had instances where people are just like, you owe me $150 left and bye. <laughs> Yeah, I also like started incorporating like in between, like if I'm unsure about something, like I'm not just going to stick these lashes on your face. I'm like, do you like how this looks? Like, do you want mascara? Do you want bottom liner? And they're like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm like, this is what it would look like with it. This is what it would look like without, you know, so we can just go ahead and tackle it like that. So it's more like collaborative effort than, you know, them just being like uh, blindly trusting, you know. Do you have any um, makeup artists that you look up to? Yes, <laughs> for sure. Um, I love um, actually a lot of male makeup artists. Um, I'm really inspired by them just because I feel like they're, they're an eye for um, detail and consistency in their looks in their precision. It is just so like out of this world. I love makeup by Mario. If you're not familiar with him, he does Kim Kardashian's makeup. Um, but if you have followed his page or you watch any of his videos, um, the way he talks about makeup is so like scientific. Like you can tell that this man is like breathes and lives makeup, but it's not in a way where it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to add a dash of highlight here. And it's like, he's so like, he has a formula for everything. And I just love that. I love people who are very, um, into what they're doing. Like you can tell like that's their passion, you know, but also too, you can tell that you know, they've practiced time and time again. Like, I think he's been rated the number one um, makeup artist in the world, honestly. 
That's really cool. I like how you said that there's a science like behind what he's doing because it really is. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever joined one of his, I know he has like online virtual makeup tutorials or conferences mm -hmm. Have you ever attended one of his before? Like the master classes? Yeah, the master. When I first started following him, I was too young. Like I didn't have the money to go because I think his um, master classes go for like 1,500. And of course he's all the way in New York. <clears throat> and I think I was like 19. So I was like, if I could go, I would, but I can't. <laughs> But I did watch his makeup stories online, things like that. And obviously, like, I followed his journey and stuff like that. Is there any one makeup brand you would love to collaborate with? Um, I would love to collaborate with NARS. They're one of my favorite makeup brands. Oh, and Huda Beauty. Why are they your favorite? In case people need, like, makeup recommendations like that. <laughs> <laughs> they're my favorite because of their range um of skin tones and just their inclusion in the quality of their products um I really um and am inspired by that and I think it's important especially with makeup to make sure that everybody can be a part of it because it is super fun you know and I feel like everybody should be able to take part in that and be able to feel confident in you know what they have because it matches you know and you know you're not going to break out and things like that so Going off of that, just talking about like inclusivity, um, you kind of already answered this earlier when Ruth was mm -hmm. asking about the products you would grab quickly. Um, but if there are like young girls watching this and they're just trying to like start using makeup, what are some of the things you would advise them to do as far as like if they can only afford drugstore makeup right now, like what are some of those brands you would recommend or like things that they could do to start like if that they can't really think about cosmetology school right now, how can they teach themselves, you know? Um, I'm not sure if you're referring to doing it on themselves or, yes. okay, gotcha. Um, definitely Maybelline, um, L'Oreal, NYX. I definitely advise them to maybe even skip the Walgreens or the Kroger or the Walmart and just go straight to Ulta because you can find a lot of these brushes and even the name brand like from the store Ulta they have a lot of um, tools that are a very low price, but high quality. And those are really good for starter kits and just starting out. But you can actually use like the precision tools that will help you get the looks that you want without having to spend that price. Um, but I would also say like for technique, just to keep practicing, you know, and sometimes it's good just to close the door, you know, and turn on some music and do it alone because sometimes you can get discouraged especially with makeup because it's like oh wow your highlighter is too bright or this and, you know but it's really a trial and error type of thing so it's really good to do it you know and kind of just build your confidence with it you know in a quiet place you know and then once you feel confident enough to you know do it you know in public or like around your family or whatever to do that you know but just you know take your time with it because I think there is like a, a confidence thing that a confidence thing that goes with it you know because even though that it's makeup and you're covering up you know and you're supposed to feel like more beautiful more glamorous sometimes when the look doesn't turn out how you want it it makes you feel the complete opposite so <laughs> I would say like just give yourself grace and give yourself time to practice in silence and be like you know what you know this doesn't look good so I just won't do this technique again you know and you can always pick up the makeup wipe and start over it comes off it washes off is what my biggest thing would be I think that's what held me back a lot was like 
I was like, I'm not going to experiment with color. I'm not going to do this. I'm like, because it's just not going to look good. But I would never try, you know, but it literally washes off. I feel like I was overthinking it. But yeah, just to keep trying and practice. You were really preachy. You said pick up that makeup wife. <laughs> that's a word. That's for that's a word for life in general. Just like outside of makeup. Okay, so I've noticed that throughout the years there's always different makeup trends like thick eyebrows, a lot of highlighters, soft glam, natural, no makeup look. Do you follow trends or do you just stick to what you think looks good? I think it's important to follow trends um, and to um, know how to do them because makeup like fashion is always evolving and always repeating itself. So if you're not paying attention, <clears throat> sometimes you can miss out on technique. Um, so something may look very simple, but in order to get it, you might have to do something a specific way. But if you're not tuned in and you're in your little box, you can't provide to your customers what they want because you're so like kind of like stuck in your ways. It's like, a hairstylist that will only use the hot comb. After a while, people won't want to go to her. Only the old ladies who was with her are still going to keep going to her. You know, so you just got to keep evolving, keep growing with it. Um, it's also something that they taught us in cosmetology school. Like, it is important to keep up with these trends. Um, you mentioned earlier that there were other parts of cosmetology school that you kind of fell in love with. Um, could you just talk about that a little bit? And if you would ever like consider, um, I know like makeup is your main thing right now, but consider mm -hmm. doing it on the side for friends or just like experimenting with it to kind of keep up with those trends like you were talking about, just so like your skills don't get like rusty at all. Okay, I think those are two questions. <laughs> yes. What was the first one? The first one was basically like, what were some of the things that you said you did fall in love with um, in cosmetology school besides like makeup? And then would you ever see yourself pursuing them? Not like full time, but like just so that you are keeping up with the trends and just like, if you really need to do something on set one day, like, oh, I can do that too. Like that kind of situation. Gotcha. Um, one thing I fell in love with was hairstyling, like using hot tools, like curls and things like that, and doing updos and hairspray and teasing and all that. I fell in love with that. Um, just because I feel like I naturally float more towards avant-garde, more crazy styling, more, how did she even get that hair and makeup to do that? You know, so I like learning those techniques and providing those, you know, like my own touch to things. I was actually like in design team. It's like a club in school where you actually get to do contests where you do things like that. So I really fell in love with that. Um, another thing I fell in love with was education. This isn't necessarily a skill, but it is a different niche in the beauty industry. So I like teaching. I think that's really amazing when you can, um, kind of like spark a joy or a curiosity in someone else and also to lead them in the way of how to do it. I think that's really cool. So I fell in love with that as well. Um, for cosmetology school, do they offer scholarships or it's out of pocket? They do. They do offer scholarships. Amazing to know. And also, how do you apply? Um, you can apply online. You would have to Google the specific scholarship. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but they do offer them. Um, and it does depend on the school that you go to. 
I went to Paul Mitchell, the school Lexington. It is a big like brand or a big branch of schools. Um, so there were a lot of scholarships for available, especially ones that were specific to that school. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just have a lot of questions because I'm <laughs> So for Paul Mitchell, do they have diverse clients for you all to try out things on like makeup on different ethnicities and races or like hair? Yeah. Okay. Um, there are, like I said, a lot of Paul Mitchells and they're all over the US. Um, so obviously depending on where it's located, um, are the clients that you're going to get because it is walk-ins um, and friends and family. So that being said, whoever's in that area, like if it's heavily populated with Black people, you're going to get a lot of Black people. You know, if it's a melting pot, you're going to get a lot of everything. So it's just based on your area, um, but they do teach you the skills to be able to do it on anyone. Amazing. Would you ever consider making a YouTube channel to talk about some of the things that you're doing with makeup? Or I know you said you don't really follow like influencing and stuff like that. So is that not something you would want to do? I did consider it for a long time. I really wanted to start a YouTube. But the thing about it is I am introverted. So I just felt like it was too much. Like it was, I felt like a lot of my privacy was being given away. I was like, oh, wow, they can see my home, you know, and all this thing. Like, it just felt like too much energy being given out for me. Um, but also too, at the end of the day, I just don't have enough time. <laughs> it's more, you know, it's, it's more than just recording the video and uploading. You have to edit it and do all these other things. And it's just, it's just too much for me. And I don't think I'm that passionate about YouTube to jump on that train. Well, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else has any other questions they wanted to ask Naomi before we start to, oh, Ruth. Yeah, so so what's next for you? You don't have to share like your 10 year timeline, just something you would like to see or some of your goals, what you wanna pursue later on in life with your business. Okay, um, I do want to branch off in other areas. I want to take advantage of the online market in those platforms um, because this is kind of like a big business boom in that this hasn't always been an opportunity, not just for the beauty industry, but for a lot of business owners where we can just go online, make a masterclass and teach people all over the world. You know, and it's like a pre-recorded video and you don't have to keep doing it. There is power in live classes, but you know, when you're busy and you have other things that you'd like to do and you still wanna make an impact, that's kind of the smartest way to go about it. So I do wanna get into like online education um, and I'm also about to launch my product line, Naomi Beauty, so that I can provide those quality um, products that I was talking about to my customers. You know, it's something that I've, you know, done myself. So those are some areas that I want to branch into in the future. Also, I would like to work with Vogue. Speak that into existence. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the way. <laughs> Where can people reach you? If they want to book with you, how do they get in contact with you? You can contact me through email at robertsnaomi804 at gmail.com. You can contact me on Instagram and Facebook at looksbynaomi underscore underscore.
Well, Naomi, we're so thankful that you came and talked to us today because I know you are very busy. <laughs> but <laughs> Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> no problem. But yeah, this is really cool because like I said, having worked with you before, just like getting to learn more about your background was really fun. And I'm glad we got to bring it to happy hour talk so everyone could learn as well. Um, and we're so excited for the launch of your brand and we will be supporting. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.